<laughs> is oh it a mouse katool? No. No, not a mouse katool? I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, the recording tools. Yeah, you hit tools. Is that a mouse katool? 12? Is it a hidden mouse katool? Uh, okay. God. Clearly we've had kids <laughs> in hey. the 2010s. Yep, the Mickey Mouse Playhouse, man. That give me an extra 20 minutes of sleep in the morning. Amen to that. Do parents still do that? Put their kids in front of PBS? God, I hope so. I mean, they learn a lot. Yeah. Well, blue-collar parents do. Once upon a time, there was a mom. Oh, the dinosaur train. I will never forget. <laughs> I can sing, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The dinosaur train? I can sing the dinosaur train song. That was a, that was a solid and show for cash. I'm not a good cash. singer, so I obviously I will not that keep singing. It was a solid show for cash. It was a good... It went through all the, like... The periods and yeah. the dinosaur area. Good education. I don't remember them, but I don't know. Somebody should. Oh, geez, Louise. We just finished up our... It, it's match two of WPRC, but this is... Our um, first. Yeah, our first. We didn't do match one because that interfered with state bowling for the kids, so... Yeah, that's right. But apparently it was really cold. Even colder than this one. Yeah, so, you know, we had the 80-degree weather recently, and then, you know, we're like, yes, this is going to be great. And then, yeah, that was fake. That didn't happen. Fake news. Fake news. So, uh, yeah, we really watched the weather. It changed every day. So I brought anything from my insulated car hearts to fur coats to leggings. Anything yeah. that I could have ever needed, I packed. The creeper van is full. Of clothes. Which is nice. Rain gear. On top of thermal gear. Extra boots and socks and gloves and all the things. So, yeah, we shot with yeah. a new, um, two, not new shooters, but... Um, two new, two PRS two, shooters. Yeah. And so they're like, what do we wear? Everything. You need to bring, first of all, bring, bring an extra set of clothes. Like, from head to toe. Like, bra, socks, underwear, all the things. Because sometimes you lay and you get muddy. Yes. And you sit down and your your underwear get wet or whatever. At the end of the day, you want to put on dry <laughs> so, pants. And I did. Even today, I was dry. My feet were a little sweaty, but I put on all new clothes and I felt amazing. Everything but my t-shirt. I changed almost. Yeah. So, yeah. It was like, bring all the things and everything and whatever you don't need, you'll have it just in case. And sometimes there might even be someone there that is like dying for hand warmers and you'll be there. So, uh, be yeah, prepared. Uh, Amanda wore my jacket. Two thirds of the day today. <laughs> yeah. So, and Justin's, and Justin's. Yeah, yeah. She was a little chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we brought uh, Justin Vanderroo. Yep. He is. He shoots ELR with us, and um, got him to shoot some PRS stuff. I think he's mad at us because I think he liked it. It's a whole new can of worms. It is, it's a whole new rabbit hole, yeah. And then Amanda, who shot Night Force, who really liked it, she decided to come and try as well. So it was cool having two new shooters who are not like new, like they've shot before. Um, Just never this style yeah. of shooting, yeah. It was a long day. It felt longer than it was. Yeah. There was like, a lot of weird snow happening here and there. Lots and of no, five, ten minute snow squalls. Not a lot of wind, though. Uh, especially towards the later half of the day, really not a lot of wind. 
the beginning of the day, there was enough wind to push you off plate, and it switched left and right, depending on where Honestly, in the squad you were at. Weather-wise, this was like the best match we've had all season. Like, Spearpoint, headwind, tailwind. Iowa was crazy. Yeah. Like, then the 22 yeah, matches right. were just, 22 matches suck with any sort of wind. <laughs> they yeah, shot this, 22 this today. Was, this, oh, yeah. I'll mm-hmm. have to check up and see how they did. Um, so there's 10 squads, and we, we ended up being squad one, and Aaron Sessler was the RO, which we asked him to be the RO and request us so that he could help out because he was always a good, like, coach. helper, coacher, co- coacher, coacher, teacher, coach, coacher. Coach. Um, to not, me... Not to be confused <laughs> with the coachers. Oh, yeah. They were there. Um, but he, he does well. Like, he's very patient and, like, helpful, and at least I feel comfortable with him when he's being too needy not needy but like too helpful i'm like get away too helpful yeah well it's... get away you're too close don't look at me go away go away like and he doesn't take it personal like it's just me. you need your space I like yeah. just back off but i didn't have i haven't had to say that in a long time well because you need less coaching now maybe that's a thing yeah but yeah aaron ro'd for us and it was a good time um always yeah, so we started stage one. So we shot at Lodi at, how do you say it, Winnequa? That's how I say it. I don't know. Yeah, that's how I say it. Winnequa. Yeah. Um, it's different if you guys have shot at, like, the Highlands. It's um, not Winnequa. Okay, Palake. I mean, it's got a different Balake. skin tone. <laughs> God. <laughs> Actually, someone said that. It's got a different skin tone? No, no, where were we? They're like, do you shoot at Winnequa? Yeah. I was like, what? That was at Spear Point. No, was it? it was the dude down in uh, at the gun oh, shop. Oh, the garage gun shop. The That's garage sketchy gun as heck. shop. I love that. Yeah, place. we went to a garage. Smitty's. Okay, can we talk? Do we talk about this yet? We haven't talked about this. I know we're gonna get on a side tangent here. Side tangent. Here we go. We went to pick up powder because they had powder. What powder did they have that you wanted? H forty eight thirty one. Okay, shortcut. And it's in like the big the big jugs, not the weenies. Eight pounders. And so I've heard about this place, and it sounds sketchy. He's like, yeah, it's in some guy's garage. I'm like, he has a gun shop in his garage and sells powder. And it's like the best thing ever. It sounds so weird. And finally got to experience this. So we pull up, and there's all these cars there. And a Freaking garage. place is packed. Yeah, but there's 15 people in there. Oh, my God. It was a gun store in the guy's, like, personal garage. Mm-hmm. So we go in, and... It's probably what I should have. <laughs> we go in, and... You know, I don't know how buying powder is. Like, I've I've bought powder, you know, a couple times with you because you have a lot of it, but now we're going through it. But um, we we had him hold the jug, so we put the jug, and like, oh, we're going to get another one. Yep. And then we get to the checkout, and I don't know, we were talking amongst ourselves, and then this guy starts chiming in, and he's like, oh, what do you guys shoot? And we're like, oh, we shoot some long-range stuff. Oh, yeah, I shoot like three to four miles. And we're like, uh-huh. Okay, buddy. We just we just got back from Spear Point the week after. Shooting, yeah, a little over two miles, right? Jeez Louise, that was a quite a conversation. Come to find out, he's pretty legit. <laughs> yeah, the like, dude knows exactly he, what he's talking. Like he is who he's. You don't meet a guy like that random in a gun and shop I to- who and actually I, knows they're talking about. And I totally like. Oh yeah, huh? What bullets do you use? Oh, cutting edge, blah blah blah. Like he knew his stuff, and I was like. Oh. Yep, dude was legit. Um, Jeffrey? Is it Joffrey? Jeffrey? Not Joffrey. Anyways, that was like, 
mind blowing. That was pretty crazy. It was guy, like, so at, weird in a random nowhere shop. And meanwhile, so it was almost Wisconsin. like we were we we said our piece, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I know that." And we're like, "Oh yeah, but do you know this? But do you know that?" And then all the the casual gun owners around us were like, "What the hell is happening right now?" Yeah, it was pretty funny. They were like, "What? You shoot three miles, two miles, one mile? like that's crazy." So that was funny. But anyways, um, yeah, where were we going with that? Oh, the the randomness of finding a guy um, in southern Missouri or southern Wisconsin. It was. We had a tangent. Anyways, back to shooting PRS. Buying powder. I'm lost. It's going to come to us. Yeah, at the end of the episode, but we're not going to cover it then. We're through stage one. No, we didn't get to stage one yet. Oh, let's do stage one. Yeah, we're talking about Justin Michelle. Justin ELR shoots with us. Yeah. No, not Michelle. (gasps) Dick. Sorry. Forgot I said that. Anyways, it'll come back to us, but, uh, you know, we started at stage one, and it is very a compact lineup. Yep. Very um, left to right, it is, what, 200 yards, maybe? 250? I didn't get the rangefinder out, so I'm not sure. Um, But, yeah, we started at the bus stage. And it was 10 rounds. Uh, basically, you have, it's one distance, but you have circles, 10 inch and 8 inch. And you engage the two targets, five positions, 10 total shots. I totally screw the stage up. And I always screw stage one up of any match that I do typically. Not any match. ELR is different, but for PRS, 22 stuff. First match is always like the band-aid. <laughs> right. You know? Get, knocking that rust off. So I shot that, and I looked at... This is the only stage that I took score. Out of 10 rounds, I didn't shoot all 10 off, but my score was a 1. You only got 1 on the bus? I guess. I thought I got like 10, but I think Aaron screwed me over and gave me a 1. I'm not sure you got <laughs> 10, but no, I think I, I, I got I'm a, a little one. surprised you got 1. I got a 1. No, I remember that. You know why? Well, you got a 6. You did well. You know why I got a 1? Um, I'll tell you why. Because my parallax was set at 10 yards. Oh, yeah. Which I wasn't going to tell anybody about that. But here I am. Here we are. I was like, it's kind of blurry. Because I was doing, before the day before, I did a little defat dry fire. Yeah. Because I was practicing um, weak side. Strong, strong side. 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 And I, was, I never changed it back. So anyways, that kind of screwed me over. But yeah, that was the bus stage. It's your typical bus stage. Typical bus stage. Then uh, stage two, we had tank traps, which I also screwed that one up a little bit. So tank traps, I feel very solid with because we have tank traps here at home. Yep. I've shot them at, like every PRS match has tank traps and 22 matches have tank traps. We've got tank traps in the backyard. Some variation or other, yeah. Correct. So anyways, I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to do, and I always do pretty good on tank traps. I freaking bombed it because, what did I do in the tank traps? Um, I left a sock in my scope. Oh, that cost you a couple. Yeah, a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Vortex, for putting in a scope cap with my scope. Yep. Vortex. No scope covers. Blaming. What? Now they give scope caps. Now they get scope caps with the Gen 3s. Yeah. Bull crap. I blame Vortex. <gasps> I blame Vortex for my mishap on the tank traps because... <laughs> 
Oh, uh, no, that's when we found your windage problem. No, there's that, too. Yeah, we got to send there that There was in. that, too. So, no, here's here's what happened. No, this... Yeah, so a couple things happened there. Um, I was feeling really good, and I I don't have scope caps, and it was, like, raining into the scope, and I've been there. I've got water in the suppressor. I've... Uh, 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 the Iowa match, I flipped up my bipod and it flicked a chunk of snow into my scope. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, that's not happening. So I was like, oh, what do you have? He's like, you got tampons? What do you got? I was like, I got socks. Well, like, I got really good socks. So I balled up these clay. I had two socks, a pair of socks. It I gave make the most one sense to you to. and one to me, balled it up really neat and tidy, like if I were folding it all crazy, stuffed it in my scope, but I couldn't see it. It didn't stick out. It was too perfect, yep. too OCD. So, I did not have that problem except for <laughs> once. Go to the tank trap, nine rounds, uh, two tank traps, whatever. Three shots, three positions. And I'm like, yes, I feel so stable. I get down, I put my face behind the rifle, and I'm like, I can't see anything. I see nothing. What, what is I happening? What, and I'm like, I put my head off, I'm like... There's there's no scope. What is happening? There's no scope. I turn to Aaron. I go, I can't see anything. I can't. And I'm like, oh my God. This is probably like, in my mind, this takes up a minute. It didn't, but it was probably like five seconds. Uh, it took but a But anyways, I pull like, a, like if you were to dry your clothes <laughs> and you have a pair of like your mom's thongs in your, in your sleeve. I can't say that I've ever had that okay, problem. Okay, but I'm just saying. Uh, this happened in college. Some girl, this happened. Oh. Anyways, it's like you you dry your clothes and it's like fleece and you there's something in there and you pull it on. It's like a pair of thong underwear. That's what I felt like. I mm. pulled out this stupid sock and I like whip it <laughs> like I can yeah. see again. So that, co- that cost me some stuff. So don't use socks as your scope. If you use socks as a scope plug, make sure you leave some <sighs> dangling out. Okay, but prior to that stage, my scope, my Gen 3 razor is like, uh, the lock on the windage is doesn't, broke. Doesn't work. And we didn't know that. And, and I had practiced my rifle like beforehand, so I knew that everything was set to zero. But when I, when I got, right before I was going to the tank trap, prior to the sock incident, I had dialed on like six right wind. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh my god! Oh my god! Why is this on here? I I know I didn't shoot this last thing. And then instead of sitting there talking it out, I panic and I just like you turn panic and you try to crank it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like whoa 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 wee whoa! I want to figure out: is it off for a reason? Is it off by accident? And how far was it off? No, I just panicked. Well, now we don't know. I just panicked. I don't know. So, <laughs> I could have swore it was dialed eight. You thought it was six. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess there's going to be one way to find out. If you're solid. I was solid. Shoot it. And then we're going to measure it and adjust. The sock thing happened. And then I shot it. And I'm not hearing any feedback. And you're not supposed to give feedback. But whatever. I'm not going to win anything here. Let's be honest. And so then I shoot like Yeah, if you're you're a sub 50% shooter, you get all the feedback you need. Yeah. And... And even this is like I've shot a few matches now. Like I shouldn't need that, but I do. Anyways. Oh, I don't. I don't give a shit if you shot five hundred matches. If you're sub fifty percent, shooters need to help you. So Spiders need to help you. I didn't hear. I shot a couple, a couple rounds, and I felt solid. I didn't hear anything. And you're like, 
three left, but I cranked it the four left. But I cranked the wrong way because I could see the left and the top. Yeah. I don't know. It was such a disaster. So you cranked an extra three right (laughs) to get you in the left side of the windage turret. You're like, no, the other way. The other left. Oh my god, I was at six. Oh Jesus. So it ended up being two two left at the end. Which was the prevailing win at that time. Yeah. So I think I got a one on that one, which is fine, whatever. You know what? If you don't screw up, you don't learn from it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I... what. But I had fun because that was a fun experience because why don't I see anything? Whatever. It was awesome. I felt solid on the tank traps. I don't know why. I'm sure my score sucked, but... Your scores were amazing. What are you talking about? No, I they were not amazing, but... The tank traps, I think, was one of the ones where I'm like, huh, I thought I would have hit more. <laughs> me too. The problem with me, I think a lot of my, is I'll see one, like, zing two minutes left, and I still have to question myself if I was as solid as I thought I was, so I send another one to find out sure. it's still two minutes left, and I go, oh, okay, all right, and then I correct. Sure. So I always cost myself at least an extra point more than I have to by not well, trusting the fact that I was solid as I thought I was. I mean, you could just like close your eyes and just do what you feel is best. Jesus, take the wheel. I feel like sometimes it looks that way in the spotting scope. For me? For me. Oh, no. Like, no, why so do you solid. keep missing left? No, I, I why watch... do you keep missing high? Actually, I didn't, I didn't watch your stuff this time because I was right after you. Yeah. It but, makes I a mean, difference. for the most part, even with... Uh, Justin and Amanda, like, they were pretty close. I didn't see anyone that was, like, way off. Yeah, their misses weren't by much. So, to me, that says it's, your wobble zone's too big. You're just not stable. Okay. And for a first match, goddamn. They did amazing. Yeah, you're you're shaking. Of course you're shaking. You ain't never done this before. Building a position. Shaking, it's like you're breathing and you're just. Oh, and the heartbeat and Mm -hmm. all that. Like all those things go together to make a wobble zone that just happens to be bigger than a target. So if you miss a little right and a little high and then a little left, to me that says, well, you're just shaking. Whereas, like an experienced shooter that has a problem, they just burn a hole Mm -hmm. half a minute off one side of the plate every shot. Well, they can't see it. So they just keep doing the same thing, and they just burn four shots, five shots into the same hole. Yeah, that's me. It happens. I mean, I'm learning from my mistakes. I'm not a... Mine are multiple. Like I said, I, I never trust the first one, and I should at this no, point. No, and I, I've learned that as well. Yeah. Today, especially, just watching people. Just trust that first one and correct it and send it. I can't remember. There was one... Well, it's like Cold War. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I mean, for that stage, it's like... You have that position, and then you send it, and it's a little off. Oh, that was the strong side, weak side. That's where I'm like, I'm just going to hold straight up because the wind's doing funky things from left to right. And then I'm going to shoot as fast as I can in that prevailing wind to hopefully not have it push me off the opposite side of the plate. Well, that was the next stage. Stage three, um, know your limits, strong side, weak side. So you shoot, think, what? Oh, no, was this the... Okay, well. Just reading it. Oh, so you had to shoot, like, strong side. It's a KOL target. You shoot one shot strong side, then you flip to your weak side, but you have to remember where you were for each thing. So that was kind of messed up. two independent KOLs 
shot from opposite sides of the rifle. Okay. And this was something that brought up a unique um, scenario that is not ordinarily um, encountered. So I brought up the fact that what kind of accommodation is made for a guy with one eye? Because you're supposed to shoot... Because it actually physically states you have to shoot opposite-handed and opposite-eye. So, even if you have one eye, technically, you're not following the letter of the rules. Even, of course, you're following the spirit. Because you can't shoot with the opposite eye because you don't have one. Mm-hmm. And I just... Not that Justin really give a shit about a score, but... It was just more of a, well, that's a curiosity. How well, do then, you actually handle this scenario? So, what did he do? Pulled his cheek piece off. That seemed like a lot of work. Oh, yeah. eats up a lot of time and all that. But, like, that was the solution to the problem. Get your face lower so that you're shooting I with the... I think for a new shooter, that just wasn't necessary. Oh, I agree. I don't know what the solution would be, but... Run the bolt with the other hand? I don't know. Pull the trigger with the other hand? I, I don't know. But yeah, that one was that one was tough. And that was like modified prone. It was like kind of on a table ish. Punched sort over of thing. a yeah. janky table. I don't know. I just I'm very an uphill janky table. So this is this leads us to another you might want to go back to the barrels. Oh. This leads us to another scenario that people if you just stop now, don't get me wrong. The number one reason I shoot matches and hang out with my friends and have a good time. But if you would just stop flapping your lips for a little while, look at the shooters before you. See what they do, mm-hmm. see what they struggle with. You will learn. Same as a spotting scope. You know a guy goes in there thinking the prevailing wind is exactly what you think it is. If he's missing off the same side or the opposite side, well... Either he over or underestimated the win. You watch three or four guys make the same mistake. Right. Then figure out what their mistake is and fix it before you go to the line if you want them points. But in the equipment side, if you see every single person up there struggling with bag placement or their bipods too high or too low or whatever, you have watched half a dozen guys screw this up. Mm-hmm. You making that mistake because you weren't watching is on you. I have no sympathy for somebody who goes into a stage like the barrels mm-hmm. where the bench is kicked way up. We all know if Wait. you watch one shooter. The barrels was different than the bench. Or not the barrels, the bench. Okay. The strong side, weak side. It. We all saw the same things. If yeah. you watched one person you know, in front of you, you knew that bipod had to be super low. Here's the other thing to keep in point. Like, when we were shot the Highlands, you didn't watch the people ahead of you. Not very often. You were very much secluded with your squad. Yeah. Which I think was another, not another, but just a, a disadvantage or advantage for whoever you want to talk about. But um, here at, at Lodi, it was so compact that and even I, because like and like I'm shooting first this next round. I'm gonna go and see what's happening. Yeah. It's right there. Why wouldn't I? And I mean, yeah, that's stages part of the are game, but fifty feet apart. But at you know, I appreciate back at Cascade that everything was so spread out. 
There was no chance of that. Well, shit, even the 22 match we shoot mm-hmm. down there in Byron, you Illinois. You see nothing because there's a space in between each squad. There's a big enough space between squads where... So, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're not it felt, seeing yeah, an advantage. It felt a little strange, but just being able to just game the people ahead of you, but then having the people behind you being like, hey, got any tips? Hey, was this slick? Hey, how'd this work? Was this uh, wobbly? Whatever, so... Yeah, that definitely that, changes yeah, the I dynamic mean, from a, an inexperienced squad wouldn't know the questions to ask. Yeah, I definitely felt, now that I, you know, bring that up, like, that was a thing. Yeah. It was very close together. And another thing, not bashing stuff here, but, like, I, you know, while Aaron was getting ready or whatever... And I took over. It was hard for me to hear impacts because other the other squads were calling impacts, and nobody like is unique. Like the, you're unique in calling impacts, but a lot of other people are like impact, and I can't like who said that? Whoa, who? Yeah, the way I call it is quite unique, but and, then, and it's super loud. But it's yeah, in, in that scenario where we're stacked the, on top of each other, and the other beeping, and stuff. the beeping of the timers. I think twice I was like, oh, time. Because I have no concept of time when I'm shooting. I'm like, it's never enough time. But, yeah. It was compact. Yeah, for the timers, it's tough. Because you can't set it sensitive enough to pick up a suppressor. Because it'll pick up two squads over from you. But if it's too not sensitive enough, then it doesn't pick up all the shots. So... When trying to time a, a, a stage, it's it's a little difficult on a tight tight uh, shooting line. So we left off stage four barrels. Um, I did not do very good on the barrels. I didn't really do good on any of them. I mean, I, I didn't zero anything. I thought you did good on the barrels. Well, I got a two, but I mean, I didn't zero it, so I guess <laughs> I did good. Uh, the barrels, the two, it was like two laying down, and the last one was upright. The upright one was really janky. Uh, and we were shooting at 520 yards, so the targets were a little under 2 MOA. Um, so I really have nothing to input on this one. It was just kind of sucked. Uh, I tried some fuckery tried with the bipod. You were first on. You were first on that stage. Yeah. And I was last. Um, my screwing around did not work in my favor. It didn't, and I wish. And you actually like. Bound barrel one, bomb barrel two, barrel three, you ditched whatever you had and you just put the bag under yep. it. And then you, you cleaned it. <laughs> I, I got all three and points. And then I heckled up. you and I was like, <laughs> should have not gained it. You should have just, Hey, whatever. you know, I go in there and you know what? I could have found something that just works slick. Absolutely. But I did not. <laughs> uh, next stage I was first on was the rooftop, which I've done many times before. This is not anything new. Not really. Um, I don't know. I don't, I think I got a two or a three. I got a two or three on most things today, which is great. Um, uh, so there were little heads and you had to shoot them in certain directions. I shot, uh, four shots on the left of the rooftop and then I got on the rooftop and then I timed out. So I didn't get all my shots off. Round count 12. Thank God, because I only had a 10 round yeah. magazine and two match savers. So like, I, I had the, I put eight rounds in the mag, nine rounds in the mag, and then I had a back. I was going to do a mag change, 
And then I got... Didn't at one point your make fell out? It fell out of my weasel pouch. <laughs> okay. Out of my hoodie. And when I needed it. So I had to go to the bottom of the roof, try and retrieve it, and timed out. Yeah. So I probably would have got one more round off had I not dropped the mag. Or just loaded <laughs> 10 of the mag to begin with. But. Uh, and then stage six was culverts, and that's pretty a typical PRSC stage. Uh, round count 10. Yeah, there wasn't much fuckery with yeah, that one. Two it was distances, pretty straightforward. Five positions. Um, it didn't eat all of our brass, so that was good. Yeah, I've got nothing on that one. I mean, I did okay. It's pretty straightforward. I didn't do okay. I don't know why, but it was it was what it was. It well, was... this is the one, yeah, I because I shot first on the rooftop, and then this one I would have been last, but I was getting impatient, like, I'm taking your spot, so I went in front That's of right, you. you shot in front of me. Yeah, it's like, I'm done. Actually, it was stage six, and I'm like, That's when you want to start leaving and drinking and Well, just, lunch. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And it wasn't. I, it's enough PRS for today. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> what, noon? Dang, I think it was almost one o'clock. Yeah, at that point, I'm like, I'm good. I've had enough today. I've yeah, had enough PRS I'm, for today. Stage six, I've shot six stages. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it was at that point. <laughs> uh, then we had to walk a little ways and do a prone position which i totally screwed up which i so okay this this shouldn't have been a screw up it was a troop line and you you walk it out and then walk it back and it goes from 204 yards to 526 yards which is easy peasy awesome right but you're shooting at a, a little bit of a the terrain was downhill slanted and i had i did watch the people ahead of me because i was not first so i got an appropriate bipod but my rear bag wasn't big enough, so I had um, three of the targets. I had to, like, float my rifle. Yeah. So I totally screwed it. You did good on this one. I think this is one you cleaned. Um, yeah. You oh, cleaned yeah, triple one. one. I cleaned that one, yeah. Only one I did all day. Um, so, yeah, this one, for me at least, it just... I did that with a lot of time to spare, actually. Well, you're really fast. Boy. And you have to know... Yeah, you have to see... And, and at this point in the game... Like, the targets, the steel was shot at so much, it wasn't super white. Just it was gray. actually mostly gray. So, I mean, it's harder to see. But, yeah, that one, that one for me, the, the bag thing caused a huge problem. And then yeah, because your first three, I'm looking through the spotter, I'm like, oh, that's not right. Your dope's not that far off. and Because one, you were high, one, you were low. Because I was floating. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was floating my bag in my hand. I don't know. It was a disaster, which, you know, you go in, I went in with like such a positive edge. I'm like, oh, it's prone. I can do this. We just like easy, done, clean it. And then I'm like, I got a two. What? Hate PRS. The sport sucks. <laughs> uh, then came the barricade, which is your traditional. It was not. It was not traditional. Okay, it wasn't. So it was a, a traditional-looking barricade. Mm -hmm. And then when we were talking about it, he's like, oh, what's the distance? I'm like, well, there's multiple distances. And I so said, there's, that's not a fucking PRS there's barricade. There's three six. One at 400, one at 500, one at 525, 44%, 55%, 55% IPSC. So, yeah, it's not... It was three positions with three targets at different distances. Versus four positions with one target at one distance. The typical, classical, across-the-board PRS barricade 
is four positions, one target, which is a 10-inch circle at 400 yards. And that was always timed. And some of the best shooters are in the mid-20s, uh, mid seconds, to get off all, all eight shots. Oh, is this the timed one for tiebreaker? This is a tied okay. tiebreaker, yeah. So most of the average guys that shot with us are in that 90-second range. I mean, they're like right on that 90-second oh, range. I timed out on this one. A-A-Ron. Oh, this is the one. He oh, I was so asked me to RO. He's clean it. Slow, steady, smooth, methodical. Impact, 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 so impact, cool. impact. And I'm not paying attention to the timer because it's just a shot timer or whatever. It's not a stopwatch. Yeah, you can't even see the timer. And then yeah. he says in his mind, it, he goes to the last round. He's like, I got time. Be steady. Make it count. And he sends it. Impact. However, the stage is 105 seconds, and they give you 0.30 seconds leeway time. So if you shoot 105.30 or less, your shots count. However, Aaron shoots his last shot, and the timer registers it at 105 did you even confirm this Point with anybody? Three, or are you three. just making this up? This is, and I and I called it right away. I go, Cessler. Oh! No, yeah. we all heard. It was 105.33. So three hundredths of a second he would have cleaned that know. stage. Unfortunately, he gets an eight. I got an eight as well. I had a lot of leftover time. Pictures or it didn't happen. But I dropped a fucking shot. First or second shot on... Karma. One of them. Yeah, whatever it is. It was just kind of fun. Because, oh no, it was my third set. So it was three positions. And I cleaned the first you two positions. Can't. I'm like, shit, this you is running pretty good. Really, and then I missed really one. I go, well. dang it. On the barricade? <laughs> on the barricade, yeah. All right. Then we go to Cattlegate, stage nine. At this point, I'm like, all right. God, let's go. I'm going to go first. I'm going to get this over with. Cattlegate, up, down. So, Cattlegate and rocks. So, you got to... Top um, of the gate. Top of the gate, rock. Top of one rock. Top of the gate, rock. Top of the gate, rock. You go back and forth. There are two targets, an 8-inch and a 6-inch diamond. They were on one pole at 402 yards. I actually think I got like a 2 or 3 on this one, which is amazing. I don't know. Cause I super struggled with that one because the Cattlegate was janky yeah i know but i built a cattle gate for us unfortunately my cattle gate is too solid well yeah this one was pretty wonky shaky um but the rocks were fairly steady so there's there's well the rock was super rock isn't going anywhere uh so i don't know i've got nothing on that stage that was just pretty self-explanatory it was tough it was really wobbly yeah, that one, I for whatever reason, I, I really struggled to get solid on that one. And then maybe my, first, my most dreaded and favorite stage of the day was stage 10, no dial animals. And this, I got to say, like, do you know what I were talking about this? Like, I appreciate um, most about 22 uh, PRS style matches with uh, Andy's matches. Like, 
the stuff thrown in there that's non-traditional. I love that. Like, it's not your PRS barricade. It's not your tank trap. It's it's not a doghouse. Like, it's something different. And this was something different. So, stage 10 was no dial animals. Round count 10. So, basically, you have an array of animals. It was our last stage. It was really hard to see because people had shot them. They weren't even, they were, like, gray. Um, but there was a rabbit at 403 yards, a groundhog at 207, and then it went to 504, back to 403, then up to 303, five, sorry, 531. And this was a no-dial stage. So once you get in the line, that's it. You can't touch your scope. You have to hold everything. It actually says you can't touch the scope. And I saw plenty of not being enforced adjusting really? the mag ring. The what? Magnification ring. Oh. Zooming in and out. I may have done that. I don't know. Technically. I was watching targets. I wasn't watching your physical body when you were shooting. I was No, spotting. I kept it at about 10 to 12 the entire time. But. Yeah. So that was something that I thought was kind of interesting. The wording of the matchbook was you cannot touch a scope instead of you cannot touch the elevation turret. Well, we need to file a grievance. I don't Just need a grievance. Kidding. Just kidding. But anyways, they it was all over the place. So this was a, a in my mind like the first the first animal was at four hundred and three, and then it went down to two hundred and seven. So I don't know. It was interesting. Try to like build your dope card and lots of and ways figure to figure it out. Yeah, but then it was. I misstyled that stage. You did. You screwed that one up at first. <laughs> you did. You yeah. explained it to me, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Why wouldn't I do it this way? Okay, I get it. And then you screwed so it up. There is a way you're supposed to do it, in my opinion, and it is dial the shortest distance, which is the second target. And then everything is a hold over because it's is only it natural for your brain to hold over. Is it different for mill versus MOA? Absolutely not. Okay. Still want to hold well, over. Well, Justin was explaining to me his thing. His thing was dial for the first one, and then you hold under, hold over. Well, then you got to remember made... to hold under, and then everything else okay. is over. I mean, his way made sense. I had to do it his way. Because okay. I dialed for the wrong target. Okay. <laughs> so I shot first target. I was four and a half minutes high. And it took me a quick second to go, what in the hell just happened? They're at at 400 yards i should not be four minutes high hey i saw my all my stuff in that stage nice pretty excited about that so i go oh i know what i did i dialed for that target i shouldn't be holding over so i come i shoot again and i impact and i bring it back and i hold under by four minutes or whatever and then back and forth back and forth but it was that initial why am I like not even close? And if you're not spotting your own impacts or misses, you just keep sending everything high and low and all over the place because you have no idea where them bullets go. Jesus, take the wheel. Pretty much. So yeah, we uh we got a little lucky on that one. Yeah, we got lucky all day today, especially with the weather. I mean, it could have been better, but it could have been rain. We had like snowy stuff and things like that. But Yeah, we had snow squalls all day. I don't know. It was a fun time. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate squatting with squads who are not like super crazy serious. 
Like, we're there to have fun. We don't care. We care. We like the, the low-key. But we just, like... Not seriousness about it. We're counting how many impacts we have, not how many things we, like, left behind. Yeah. And that was the thing. That was the conversation, like, Cody ate... Cody... Cody. Cop Cody. Cody, how many did you leave behind? He's like, ah, oh, I don't know, like 10. Or whatever he said. Yeah, how many did you miss? That is not how we look at life. <laughs> Amanda's like, God, I hope I hit 10. Like, our squad is all about, like... <laughs> well, hey. half our squad was new shooters. So that also helps with the lightning of the uh, yeah stressor level. We're just here to, like, learn and shoot shit. And I'm like, perfect. Because that's... Besides the learning part, we're just here to shoot you. <laughs> I never want to have to be the person that, like, really cares about winning. Yeah. I know it, it sounds, like, a lot dumb, but I have, it's the, a hobby. I have the most fun when I shoot. And I'm not, like, an experienced shooter, but, like, I can bring new shooters in and, like, give them you tips You do that pretty things. well. But I never, like, I never want to be that person that's, like, I'm going to win. I don't know. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know, maybe I will, but... It's more about being okay with the fact that this is a fun hobby, and not I'm not serious about the fact that I want to beat everybody. Because we can't be. We could be. Yeah, when? You make time. You shoot after you're tired in a basement off a barricade of the DFAT, or dry firing out of the kitchen, or whatever. You, you can... I just don't think that's a part of my journey. Right. Two full-time jobs, kids. Mm-hmm. I gotta eat, gotta sleep, gotta do the thing. So maybe, maybe next year. No, I mean. <laughs> no don't, man, next... don't don't suck the fun out of your recreation. Exactly, time. it's fun. Just enjoy the fact we're out there shooting, having a good time. You know, laughing with friends. That's that's the other thing too. I get inside of my head so bad sometimes. You very much so do. And that's not even shooting, just everything. And it's like, oh, like anxiety, girl. You know what I mean? Like you go to a match. Oh, and I it's know exactly. Like, it's like oh, and then some. Like you get a shitty stage, and then your mindset just goes to crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I know I, what you hey, mean. No, I have to I, say, I don't do that. You don't. That used. To, that is me. Was me. One hundred and one hundred percent. That that hasn't been me in a while. Nice. Like and granted, I don't. I didn't zero any of the stages, but I got like some ones. But once you. But I didn't like. I didn't say like this. I hate this. This and and I say I hate those, but I don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't let it get into my head anymore because I'm just like, oh, here we go, new stage. That sucked. Whatever. Right. Yeah, you got to be able to balance the amount of effort we put in with your placement and your happiness. So if you only put in 10% of the time, 90% of the people should beat you. And that is a, a good way to understand the fact that I can practice day in and day out and I can stress over all the fucking things for PRS and suck a lot of the fun out of it. Or I can know enough to be safe and give myself a legitimate ha- chance at hitting the targets. Right. But I'd rather get drunk and talk about 
shooting. <laughs> hey, the other thing I want to point out too, like, you know, after shooting with like very new PRS type mm-hmm. shooters, shit's going to happen. And I, I feel very, like looking back, I feel very fortunate over all of the things that have been screwed up in my stages, in what my things. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like mag problems. Like oh, that kind of parallax. stuff. Equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bag, you're going to drop your bag. You're going to forget to dial. You're going to hit the wrong freaking target. Like, you're going to leave a scope cover on. You're going to leave a sock in your <laughs> scope. Yeah. And I never thought I would have had to have made that freaking mistake. But I, I only did it twice today. I ain't doing it again because... We're gonna send a scope in a vortex, and goddamn, that wonderful, amazing Robin is gonna hopefully sure throw in, some, hopefully throw in some a scope cover and some playing cards, so I can play cribbage with vortex <laughs> cards. Vortex. Oh, no vortex dice. I've got those, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like I feel fortunate in my puny three years of shooting that you've already made those mistakes that I've made. I today I thought there is not one mistake that I can make that I have not made before. Oh, what was it? And sure as shit, the sock. Inside the sock. And the parallax. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. So. <laughs> I don't know. What shit other, happens. What What else can happen? Well, I mean. Oh, and another thing, money doesn't buy you the top of the ranks. No. You can have the fanciest of the fanciest crap. And, and it ain't gonna... It, it, I mean, it, it would help It's gonna maybe. buy you some points. <laughs> but not all the points. You could buy a cheap-ass tripod mm-hmm. versus a fancy-ass tripod. You could have binos versus a fancy spotter. I don't know. No, I know exactly where you're going with it. It's Granted, I'm guilty because I bought a $50 marker for brass. I could have just colored it in by hand. But I don't have time for that shit. I do like the brass marker. I don't have time. Gold or Silver and orange were my colors on my brass. I liked the silver. I've never seen silver before. No, I used, you don't see it silver. I used pink, purple, and uh, brown. I don't know why I used brown. I love brown, but... Uh, yeah, your brass stood out. So if you need a brass marker, where did I get it from? Uh, gray ops. Gray, gray ops. Uh, Ain't yeah. cheap. Ain't cheap. 50 bucks. Oh, is that all? Yeah. I guess not terrible. Totally worth money. It was super, like, mindless sitting there after you load all your ammo. And then you sit there and you're you're coloring your ammo. If you might have had one or two many cocktails while loading your ammo... That is okay. You can still mark it. <laughs> it was good. It was good I mean, that's what I did last night. I'm like, mm, no, that's too many. I'm not going to load for the backup gun. I'm just going to mark cases. You're going you're gonna to color. I'm going to color. I'm going to be in my base. Honey, I'm going to be in the basement coloring. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think the thing too, like a lot of common colors like red, green, blue. The silver threw me off. Silver is nice. Yeah, and I, I had like pink it. and pink and purple, but no. But honestly, I think this is something Gina would have never purchased. Hell no! Had it not been a, like a accessory whore. Fifty bucks—that's an extra hundred bullets. And it's the thing is so easy to do. It's like I was coloring it by hand, 
and I had cash helping me, but this is so super slick. It's cool. So anyways, uh, if you do not have a brass marker, get one. It is totally worth the money. Yeah, if you shoot more than one match, it totally is. Because you you find your, all your brass. And you call your buddies and go, hey, I'm got green on the rim. And they're like, good. Yeah, what's that? your name was like green. Yeah. Green? Yeah, I got green. You got blue? You got red? I was silver on the body and orange. Well, yeah, we blue. have multiple. We're carnies, so we have multiple colors. Mm-hmm. We have all the colors. Next thing you know, we're going to metal flake our brass. How do you I, think that would run? Not great. You don't think so? No. Do you think Cody could Cerakote our brass? Do you think it would... Cody. Yes, he could. Would you chamber afterwards? Most likely not. Damn it. That'd be, that's you the next thing. You don't want No, the next big thing is plastic cases. Well, that sounds like a terrible idea. Plastic burns and melts. I shot plastic 223 back in 2012 2015 so it's been what? around a while oh yeah it was pmc's where light, was i lightweight ammo i don't know not giving a shit about shooting that yes <laughs> raising raising kids i don't know okay is it whatever happened with that the PMC plastic ammo, it got the buck got passed, and some new company is bringing it back, and it just it's non reloadable. The only reason to shoot it's to save Trash. weight. That's to save weight. And the only way that it makes well, sense. if it's not reloadable, here we go. It's like back in my day, we didn't have water bottles. We mm. drank water from the river. Right now, this way, you'd be like back in my day, we didn't have plastic. Yep. Cases. We use brass. Yeah. And we recycle it. And we we scrounged on the ground for it like crazy psychopaths. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Criminy. Criminy. Get your cribbage board all out. Yeah, I'm going to go play cribbage, guys. All right. All right. Off to play cribbage and think about things. Drinking a whiskey and playing <laughs> cards. All right. We enjoyed our match, and we're looking forward to next season. <laughs> yep, carny time after this. Yeah, the real work begins, guys.